Welcome back. This is part two of our podcast on job hunting during and after COVID-19. We've got an impressive Q&A session next. Stay tuned. Thank you, Yuki. So the audience has been very enthusiastic in sending in questions and keep them coming. We'd love to help you address our concerns. So first, I think actually um, speaking from a student's perspective, a lot of my friends, they have expressed this concern is that the summer internship window is coming up and their plans have been greatly disrupted by the COVID-19 situation. So regarding this, um, actually Minister Gan also mentioned that telecommuting uh, will continue as well. So it will be a continuous work from home situation. So the first question would be, are there any changes in plans for internship recruitment for fresh graduates in terms of number of graduates and the method of internship? Uh, would any of you like to take on this question? Perhaps Serena or Jessha, since you interact with these graduates more? Actually, from uh, my end, we haven't, a lot of the roles that we have uh, are mainly for experienced folks, uh, and so for interns, because we are in such niche skill sets. The countries that we are looking for more uh, internship is in Bangalore. So I also oversee uh, our India market. Uh, and over there, because I have 1,800 employees in Bangalore, and so there's a lot of roles there, uh, we do take in interns and we groom them and develop them. Um, so I think if anyone you know, were to be interested, that doesn't change. For, from our Bangalore perspective, when we take in interns, it doesn't change. We still continue taking them in. A lot of their learning is done online to get them ready uh, to contribute uh, to the organization. Thank you, Serena. Then what about Jesha? Because um, for your F&B business, I think you interact with more frontline, frontliners as you have mentioned. So will you be taking more interns for this? And how would the mode of internship change, if so? Mm, I would still welcome interns. I think I have to do that. Uh, I, okay, I, I, I would... Maybe the internship, like, uh, the internship model will have to change. Um, it, it, it may be more um, flexible. It may be more um, roundtable rather than one-to-one -one in the past where we only take, you know, we, we try to curate who we take as well. So um, learning is free. So I'm very happy to teach. I'm very happy for people to sit in one corner and observe how we do things. Um, obviously, we may not even go back to office that often. So even then, that is also tricky. But I think if, you're, if you exhibit a willingness to learn, I think that is, that's something that we are, um, we are always very happy to, to teach. Um, can you reiterate your pr previous question again? Because I got, uh, yeah, the previous question, what was that? Oh, my question would be, um, would the mode of internship change also? Like, um, because we'll be telecommunicating. And so, um, how, should, how would you communicate with interns like this? Yeah, so uh, I think, um, first and foremost, I think a lot of the summer internships, like you mentioned, right? The, the wonderful three to six month overseas experience. Of course, that will, that will end. Um, that, will, that will stop. But if you can, uh, by all means, please postpone. Um, rather than cancel because that would be a tremendous experience. If not, uh, maybe work first, save the money and then do your own, you know. Find a friend, find an international friend, ask them to find a job for you, something like that. 
uh, do that because that that is a really really good experience. But um, that has to be postponed. So keep that in your own personal journey. Just maybe not now. Um, but we talk about a competitive edge, right? If everybody is not doing the summer internship, there's um, everybody's still on a level playing ground. So don't worry about that. Um, don't need to fret. Um, um, no one's gonna discount you because of that. So so the truth is that I mean we're all going through this now, and it's gonna be such a big memory in our history. Um, in, in everybody's talking about it. So um, on your resume, when you go for interviews down the road, five years down the road, when this is, uh, um, we, we, we have all moved on, right? But this is still part of it. You can always say that this was, uh, people will look at your resume and you can explain, this is how I use my time well during COVID-19. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can really mean going down to work in the front line to understand how the frontliners work, for example, to learn a new skill. That it can be anything. It can be cooking. It can be a, Chef, it can be anything, but you say that this is how I was resilient. Okay, you don't have to call yourself resilient, but this is how I needed to work to earn money. I wanted to save. I picked up any job, and hey, look, I used the time. Well, now I know how to to do. I know how to cook. I know how to do a particular cuisine. But you 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 show that you are resourceful and things like that um, in a very difficult time. People may do that. People may not. That's fine. But um, everybody understands that this is a difficult time. So no one's going to judge you any less for it. Uh, so just because you can't do that internship in um, the US or somewhere, doesn't mean that um, you can't use your time well. That will reflect well on who you are as well. Um, so mm, maybe that's my, my take on internship. It can be a self-curated one. It can be, you know, volunteering. It's also an internship, but you, you put yourself out there. You know, you, 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 you exhibit that you, you use your time well. So yeah, thanks. Thank you, Serena and Jesha. So I, I'll do a short summary. So basically, um, the opportunities are still abundant in some sectors because of how specific they are. And even if the opportunities are reduced due to circumstances, we need not worry too much because actually everyone will be on the same playing field, essentially. And also, um, this is a pandemic. We should not use um, how we... Uh, how we um, the criteria we use to judge productivity in usual circumstances to judge what we are doing right now. So, um, yeah, everything would be okay and we'll sh we should just keep an open mind. So, there's moving on, there's another question regarding internships. So, for those who would really like to buff up their resumes, start networking on a virtual setting, Frank, do you have any suggestions to them, such as using LinkedIn? How can I improve my employability in this period should I want to turn to the digital platforms? Right, so um, first of all, uh, be present on um, the uh, social media platform uh, for I mean, professional social media platform. Of course, I know many of you are present in social media platform, but uh, for job seeking purpose, be present, uh, build your brand. I mentioned about uh, you know, having uh, detail, some details on your profile. Now, I know that for some of you who are uh, studying, it's difficult to share a lot of experience or a lot of job experience. But it's good to share um, what your uh, CCA experience are, your leadership experience in school, um, and some of the, the internship experience that you have. How did you contribute to your organization? Right? And uh, also write on, the, on, on, on your profile about what you are interested in, what you're passionate about, what are the special things that you have done to support social causes. Uh, this actually resonates pretty well with uh, some of the employers who uh, has a very strong social purpose in mind. Uh, at the same time, uh, network. So 
Uh, as Jesha said, let's say for instance you're a lawyer and you're overseas, uh, you're, you're a, a, a law student and you're overseas, uh, so you can go to the LinkedIn platform and uh, search all the, the lawyers in some of the firms they are interested to be your mentor. You, uh, in fact, on LinkedIn you can actually uh, have a um, mentorship hub. You can actually either provide career advice or you can actually seek uh, career advice, right? Um, so you uh, network, connect and also share some of your thoughts, uh, even things that you do for entrepreneurial or social purpose, do share because it's something that uh, will elevate uh, your brand, right? But most, most of it all is that uh, reach out uh, and build a strong network so that in times where you need them, you will get the advice, uh, you get the support necessary. Ah, thank you, Frank. So the takeaway would be for me to be braver, for me to share my experiences on such digital platforms. Because seriously, I think as students, we tend to shy away from sharing about these experiences publicly. We'll think that we are seeking attention of sorts, but I think it's time for us to take on a more mature mindset to present ourselves as um, opportunity seekers in this situation. So, uh, also, uh, moving on, I think uh, when we are talking about the general job prospects in the market right now, things are not looking very optimistic. So on the topic of retrenchment, I believe that there has been a question on the PEMTs, uh, PMET, sorry. So uh, these are a group of people who uh, make up the bulk of those who have been retrenched. So. Uh, how, how should this group reinvent themselves to fit into the job market? How can they adapt? Uh, would any of the speakers feel that they want to address this question? I, th I think we have covered that uh, in part of that conversation uh, where we talk about uh, you know, being uh, adaptable, being part of the tech-savvy organisation. So for this PMET, looking at where the trend is, where the hiring trend is, um, I guess if you want to open up more opportunities for you, that's where you want to head towards, right? So in this period of time when you're between jobs, let's think of it as being between jobs, go pursue your passion, put that out front, uh, express your passion to people. Number two, pick up, understand the latest technology, brush out on your interviewing skills. I think these are some of the things that you can do in preparation for it. Um, and networking, right? To, we mentioned a lot about networking earlier as well. So making sure that you are in the right networks, you're on LinkedIn chat groups as well, right? Make sure that you're networking with people. Um, and there's a lot of uh, conferences like this uh, where you can participate in and get to know the speakers as well, right? Connect with them offline on LinkedIn. Build your connections that way as well. So that's my advice. Frank, anything to add from yourself? Yeah, just to add that um, this is a time uh, for you to pick up skills, as Serena has mentioned. Now, I think uh, right now uh, we are not short of uh, online resources, right? Whether you go to uh, Coursera, edX, or in fact, on uh, LinkedIn, we open up 100 courses. We unlock 100 courses for free access for people, right? So um, go, 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 go to that, learn some of the skills, uh, including even if you want to do data science, you can have a good data science course. Um, and when you um, get uh, finish the program, actually, uh, online program, you do get a badge on your LinkedIn profile, right? That allows employers to realize that, hey, actually, you do have some specific skills 
that uh, are not in your formal education, but you've taken courses, right, online or even, uh, you know, classroom courses, and you have additional qualifications. I think that, it, that will help you uh, eventually in your job search. Uh, thank you to Serena and Frank. I think um, it boils down to um, the willingness for us to gain new skills in this period of time. There are abundant resources online and offline online majority majority of the opportunities now. So uh, there are a few platforms mentioned, Coursera, um, LinkedIn, and personally, um, I think under NYC, they also have advisory.sg and they also roll out a mentorship program. And Serena has also mentioned a few resources in the chat room. So interested participants, it's the best time now for you to collate all these and learn more about it after the forum. So uh, also- Sophia, the... Sophia. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. can I just add one thing quickly? Sorry to interrupt, uh, sorry to interrupt. Mm. I just wanted to give a bit of uh, optimism to this, to this very difficult topic of retrenchment, right? And uh, I, I want to say that um, for, for, for a long time, and a lot of us, uh, we compartmentalize skill into pillars. Um, because your resume is about compartmentalization, this year to year what I do, under this company what I did. But you as an individual, and I'm speaking to everyone in the audience, you as an individual, you are not a compartmentalized person. You are not a pillar. Yes, you have accumulated skills, but these skills are just the top of who you are. And it is the, the top layer of a very complex person that you are. Um, so, uh, so my, my, my encouragement is that don't, don't, um, don't look down on whatever else you have. Um, don't just say that, oh, because I have this, um, this, this I, I, I've been working in this industry my whole life. It does not, it's not relevant. Don't put yourself down. Um, uh, and also that I think, uh, okay, don't quote me on this, but again, a vast majority of the industries, functions, roles, a lot of that, okay, a, a majority, I wouldn't say vast majority, majority of them are not rocket science all right so uh, employers people they are looking for um, people who come in with good character skills good people skills because we think I, I, myself included I, I use myself as an example I think that I can transfer whatever tech knowledge I need to you technical knowledge in a matter of months you'll be fine for example I do food I use myself would I hire a police officer would I hire a army captain why not if he can relate well to people if he's punctual if he's reliable i can teach him how to manage a, a shop or manage a, a, a outlet you know it, it, it or i can teach him how to set up a new shop in another country because i can trust him so it does because oh i i'm, I'm in military or i have this particular background i can never cross over or it's very difficult or i'm very worried i don't dare to apply because i wouldn't even make the first cut in, a, in a, a decade ago, maybe that's true. But today, I think a lot of people view each other as complex individuals with variety of skill sets. You may be strong in one week in another, or you may be very, very good in something, but you're also, um, that translates into something else. And I, and I, I just want to um, encourage those who are going through the difficult time like this, um, putting on top of what Frank and Serena has said about skills, upgrading, learning, showing that you're interested. Um, but then, you bring to the table a lot of, um, if 20 years of something is 20 very, very good years, 20 times 365 working days is a lot of something that any company can benefit from. So uh, I would just, you know, encourage that in, in, in this time as well. All right, thanks. 
Thank you Jasha, so much. I, yeah, I, I must say, I, I agree with Jasha. <laughs> Sorry, I, I have one thing that I think is very important to address with the team uh, because I deal with so many um, job seekers. Uh, it is important that your mental health is uh, in the right place as well. And I know it is easier said than done, especially when there's insecurity. Okay, so um, take a step back. What Jasha said is absolutely true. There's so much experience that you've had and you must reiterate that to yourself so that you bring yourself into a better place. When you have that and you go and meet with the interviewer, you come across as more confident. So mentally, you need to um, make sure that you're in the right space and then go for uh, the interview and, and practice your interviewing skills, practice speaking. That's uh, the other thing. Um, and also the attitude, being willing to learn, willing to hear what the interviewer is saying. Listen with an open mind. Um, it is important. I, and the reason why I'm talking about this is because I, it, I recall a friend that I have. And this friend has got three master's degree and he could not find a role. And I could not understand why. And when I was sitting with him, I said, what is your salary expectation? And his salary expectation was way below what that role was paying. Um, and I think the reason, and as I probed further, the reason was because when he was going through the interview and the HR was asking him certain personal questions, he got angry. <laughs> and if you can't even go past that stage, you lose your chance of even landing that role. So I told him, don't think of it that way. Think of it as they're very curious about you, right? That's why they're asking, asking you all these questions. So I think there are a number of things that we need to address mentally. You need to make sure that you're in the right space. I said, it is, I know it's not easy. It is very tough, especially when you're between roles. If you need to speak to someone, please speak to someone. Um, reach out a friend uh, before you go, um, you know, try opportunities at roles. Okay. Thank you. Thank you to all three speakers for giving us much needed encouragement and hope in these trying times. So I've learned that we really need to find the self-strength and we have to regulate our thoughts, our expectations. So on the point in regulating expectations, there's actually a question by a confused uh, graduate student. She asked, um, because uh, she's a fresh grad, so she she has she's facing different job opportunities offers now so the first offer would be one that she doesn't really like but would secure a higher pay and the second one would be uh, an internship that doesn't pay much but will allow her to learn more so she's she's not sure if her choices would be correct in this situation and she's also concerned that the pay bracket now would affect the pay increment later so she feels that the first job is very important in terms of setting the the setting the path to to her future jobs so she would like to ask what can she do to address this dilemma yeah maybe yep yeah, i see anyone would like to take this yeah. I, I, I will um, take, take, the, take the first go. Um, so uh, a couple of things. Uh, there was this um, philosophy, if you would, that, uh, you know, if let's say you love the job that you do, you don't have to work a single day in your life. Right? And so the idea is that, you know, if let's say there's a convergence of three goods, um, what you're good at, what, that, that which is good for you, that means you're passionate about, and that which is good for others, which means something that you can contribute to a bigger cause 
and just doing the daily work, right? And uh, as a result of doing daily work, you can contribute to a bigger cause. Then uh, this is the probably in line with uh, what will make you happy in your career. So I would suggest that, um, you know, in terms of pay, unless you desperately need the money, like I did when I first graduated, I needed I need the money, but no such thing as career options. But unless you just, and but now I think many of us have uh, options because uh, you do not need to support your parents and you do not need to pay your study loan immediately. So you can consider, uh, you know, a broader perspective for what you want to do for your professional life. Now, um, does a lower pay now affect your, the pay in your next job? Again, back to the question on whether pay is the uh, uh, extremely important or maybe the topmost consideration in your career. Because the reality is that uh, if you are doing really what you are excited about, what you really want to do, uh, you know, you will, you, you, you will do well. And when you do well, it may take a, you know, one year, two years, a few years, but you, when you do well, not only will you get paid well, but you'll be happy about it because you're contributing to your passion as well as contributing to society. So I would say that if you can, uh, take the pay as one of the considerations, but not uh, the only consideration or not, maybe even not the top one or two consideration. And then you may be happier you may be more fulfilled in your professional life. Yeah, thank you, Frank. So I think Serena, uh, how, how, how should graduates address this kind of um, bread and butter issues, like this dilemma about the pay and their interest? I think Frank has, has hit it, the nail right on the head. I think he's absolutely right. Um, if financially you're okay, yeah? you know, money is not a big consideration. Sometimes it's more important to take a step back, to take a bigger leap forward. Um, and I'm just thinking through myself, right? As I was uh, growing my own career, I started my career really in learning and development, which is a portion of HR. And I said, okay, I'm going to be HR director one day, right? That's where I want to be. But I can't just continue in learning and development and end up being HR director. So I have to have the bandwidth of experience. So conscientiously, I went to look for a job that would give me the experience. But because I didn't have the experience in all the other things, that uh, employer said, okay, we can give you this job, but you're going to have to take a pay cut. Um, and I remember thinking, yeah, it's okay, because I'm going to learn something that's going to add on to where I want to be at the end of the day. So that was uh, a choice that I made. Um, it turned out, well, because I, I managed to gain all the experiences that I wanted to get me to my end goal at the end of the day. So I guess if financially I needed that money and I did not have that option, then there's no option. Like you just take whoever pay you the highest and go for it, right? But if you have an option, I think you should think of it as ultimately where's your end goal and where do you want to be? You must set yourself a target and aim towards that. Thank you. Jesha? Um, okay, I can I can I do something? Uh, we we have about um, just in two minutes, right? Can we get everyone? Can we poll the audience? Actually, I, I really am curious. Also, uh, for those I mean, who are uh, who want to know the contact? This is from Joanne. Joanna Ng. I think about maybe fifteen comments up or so. Um, so can I moderate that? Sophia? Can I do it? Okay. So um, you have you have two options, right? So the clapping, the clapping or the thumbs up. So let's let's categorize clapping as um, 
taking the job that pays better and maybe it may kind of paves the way forward, but not something that you are super passionate about. But, you know, it kind of starts you on a, a better footing in terms of financially versus, you know, taking a risk, starting with a lower pay, but doing some, something or in the current industry, maybe not your, your, maybe not your dream, but in the, the right industry that you've always wanted to do, um, but at a, at a bit of a pay disadvantage, okay? So the first one is the clap. The other one is the thumbs up, right? The clap is the better pay, not compromising on a, maybe a bit of your desire. Thumbs up is the, um, the other one. Can you just quickly uh, uh, hold your let We can quickly see. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm just going to quickly scroll through and look around. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you. Um, thank you. For the sake of time, I'll just be very brief. I, I hope you don't mind. Okay. Uh, am I right to say that uh, I see a lot more, I see a couple more thumbs ups. Uh, I, I have to scroll. I apologize. Um, Okay, so obviously, um, thank you, thank you everybody. I thought, I thought it would just be interesting to, to get a sense if there was an overwhelming choice. Uh, definitely see a, a sum of both, but um, I think I do just get a sense that it's just a bit, a few more thumbs up. Uh, obviously, there is, no, there is no set answer, right? There is no set answer. It is your own journey. And, and the, the thing about your own journey is that your career is a journey. There are U-turns in the journey. You can start wrong, do something that you thought you loved, get into the industry, realize that you really cannot survive there. It could be biotech, um, a restauranteur, an entrepreneur, and you realize that life has taken you a different direction. That's fine. Or it can, be that, um, it can be that you started off wrong, thinking that it was wrong, and then realize that, hey, I'm very, very good at dealing with people. I can be HR, I can be, um, I, I, I just take what I want to take, but then, like marketing or something, and then I'm really good at it. I like it. So who knows? I mean, so a lot of it, obviously, there's a lot of um, path. It's a journey, all right? Um, uh, your, your steps can be guided by, um, uh, your, your steps are also guided and, and very much planned for. So my, uh, my, my, my recommendation to, to Joanna is that, um, uh, okay, firstly, there is no set answer, um, uh, but just building on what the, the, the two other speakers said, I, I do want to add one thing though. If you like what you're doing, um, and you show that you like what you're doing, you will naturally be better at it. And when you are better at it, you'll get more opportunities. Opportunities beget opportunities. Unfortunately, in the, in the work environment, we say work begets work. Lah. If you're good at it, very often the boss will give you more work. But that is good for you in that way. Okay, If you look at it that way, it's good for you. So if you are doing something that you enjoy and people can see in your eyes, the, the rewards will come later. But you, you, you are actually also doing a better... Um, you, you are setting yourself up for success later down the road. You may not get the money now. Um, you may not get other monetary rewards now. You may be bypassed in the, in the meantime for somebody older or something, not whatever. But when people can see and acknowledge that, you don't, you, um, you will, you, uh, people acknowledge a talent or people acknowledge passion as well. So maybe there's something to consider, but um, there is no set answer. It's really up to an individual's um, um, stage of life as well. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I think the main takeaway is that 
um, maybe we shouldn't emphasize the importance, the significance of the first job so much because when we look back, maybe everything would connect the dot eventually. So just follow our heart and um, have passion in whatever we do and it will, be, it will bring us more opportunities along the way. So on this note, I think the uh, time is coming to an end also. So are there any final advice from all three speakers? Can we have one-liners from all of you? Maybe I'll, I'll start. Um, so following from what Jesha says, um, you know, there's this philosophy that the um, careers is not a ladder. Where, you know, you go one step above another from executive to senior executive, then to manager to senior manager. But career is not exact, exactly a ladder as we used to envisage to be, but rather is a jungle gym where you swing from tree to tree, in other words, opportunity for opportunity to opportunity. Um, but importantly, you need to strengthen your swinging muscles so that you're able to swing to the right opportunities, to the trees where there are fruits, and also build a network such that you have a safety net below you, such that in case you fall, that there is a network, there's a safety net amongst the network to support you to get back up to the tree again. Thank you so much for the cute analogy. Then Serena or Jessha, would you like to speak? Okay, um, Serena. Yes, I, I think at the end of the day, you have the whole world beyond you right now. You know, before you, the whole world is your oyster. Um, your job is just a part of your life. And all our lives, well, like it or not, is finite. Huh? Come to a certain time, it's time for us to leave the world. So in the time that you have, enjoy your journey. Whatever comes. You know, as what Jeshua has said, sometimes you realize, oh, wrong. This, journey, this path is a bit wrong. You know, when you turn... So be it, that is your path in life. Enjoy it. Enjoy every moment of it. Uh, and with everything that you experience, there'll be something to learn from it. And that will strengthen you individually as a person. So all the best to everyone. Um, I wish you much success in whatever you choose as your next steps. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Serena. Yep. Uh, thank you, yeah. And I, I just wanted to change my background to show you the outlet because... Um, because I just wanted to remind everybody, okay, the, obviously this, uh, this picture was taken during better times, right? But the point is that, um, we, that we are going through something together and um, we will get through it together. You know, it's, it, we will definitely get through it together. And I just wanted to remind everyone to plan ahead, to plan long-term. I mean, the current situation is very painful and it's very difficult. Um, and we need to work together to get through it. But there will also be a time when this will be a memory. So think ahead, plan ahead, remind yourself of the good times, look forward, look ahead, and then um, um, care for each other, you know. Uh, we are all here together. Um, I'm happy to take, uh, I'm sure me, Frank, Serena, we are all happy to take um, PM questions, or you can find us on, you know, I don't know, you just find us somewhere, or ask, ask Sophia how to find us. But um, if there are any more questions, I would love to help, because I know that it's very difficult for you, and it's, you are at a, a, a crossroad, a pinnacle, um, and, and if we can help in any way we can. But I just want to yeah, remind you, um, this will pass. Let's get through this together. And um, uh, uh, all the very best. And it's a journey. So think long, think long, think ahead. All right, thank you. 
Thank you so much for all three speakers' heartfelt messages. I think today's session has been a very empowering one. You've helped us found the confidence that we'll need to tackle these trying times. So thank you so much. And moving on, uh, regarding the resource pooling, actually we do have something in line for the audience. So can we have the slide on the survey form, please? So basically, we curated this survey form for the audience to submit your feedback and we'll have forum materials available uh, once you finish uh, this survey form. So that will include the um, slides deck and the podcast and transcript. So we'll include these um, resources that the speakers can recommend into the slides deck and the contact information if they are willing to share. So feel free to submit this form, take a picture now of the QR code and we appreciate your responses and we'll send out the materials afterwards. Yeah, so uh, on this note, can everyone switch on your video cameras? Let's take a group photo. Once again, thank you everyone. Thank you to our three speakers for taking time off their busy schedules. And thank you to all our audience for tuning in on a Saturday night to listen to us. And thank you to our supporting organizations for all your help. We are immensely grateful. So it has been our pleasure hosting and moderating tonight. And it will be the end for now. And we hope to see you at our next session in June, which will be on social work and ground up initiatives. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our second installment on how to improve ourselves. We hope you've learned lots and see you in our next episode. Take care and stay safe.